0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Is This Really For Kids? A podcast where I, your host, the attention, decide if this piece of media is good for your children. Often we go through the mistakes of the movie, plot holes, whether characters were even likable or good examples. And I'm qualified to do that because I am pretty into psychology and uh, due to my past. And I am also a filmmaker, so I know a little bit about the industry and can give you some kind of cool tips on that as well. I wasn't going to do this movie and then it got released that they're going to do another movie and a remaster of a game and another game that looks pretty cool. And I was like, well, it's trending and that might get some more eyeballs on stuff. So yeah, we're going to talk about Silent Hill, the movie. I had a really hard time because I was trying to save it for a guest, but I don't know actually how many people have seen or remembered this movie. Oh, Silent Hill. Okay, first off, the soundtrack is just like, it's just a mood, right? It's just a vibe. It just hits something. It's like so distinctly rememberable. It's very like grunge 90s. Yeah, honestly, uh, I love it. Bangers all around. In this like instrumental video game music though is supposed to be like music that you actually your brain likes because it like makes you focus and stuff so instead of Cheryl which I remember it being in the first game it's Sharon and she has this blonde buff of a mom called Rose everyone in this movie too is like simply dressed but also barely dressed you know so Sharon is having these nightmares where she'll see cars going over a tunnel and she drops her teddy bear and there's a waterfall and then she sees herself possessed with long hair and it's like a water hell happening and she nearly gets hit by cars and the screaming of Silent Hill is like very very terrible sounding but it's also very realistic like a nightmare but anyway, Rose is determined to help her daughter find a way through this. It's her adoptive daughter. And she's been constantly having nightmares and sleepwalking with, about Silent Hill. So Rose is determined to go there because Silent Hill is a town in West Virginia that was abandoned in the 1970s due to a massive coal seam fire. This is actually... A true thing, there is a city called Silent Hill that is abandoned because it still burns this day because they just messed up in the mines and, I guess, activated hell. Can't think too much about that because else I lose my mind a little. So, of course, as in all scary movies, Sharon paints this picture and it's a very weird reaction. They're, like, very impressed by her picture and then they, like, meow at it. Like, I don't understand. But anyway, so... While Rose knows where she's going, Sharon doesn't, and Sharon doesn't remember, like, what Silent Hill is. She has no idea. And their dad's not coming, although I feel like, alone, this is the brief description I have given you about Silent Hill. Do you think you would want a mother and a daughter going there alone? Personally, me, no. I mean, I had to be my own dad, but... As my own dad, I would not allow that. Like, I would be like, no, we're all going as a family. But yeah, I here they are alone in the world. I kind of like the flip of they were like, you know what? There's too much men in television. There's too much men in movies. We're going to make the main character, even though in the game, even though in the game, it's a guy. No, no, no. We're going to make it a woman. This could be that the director just wants to work with women and there's like kind of a creep factor in it. But you know what? He's making two. So I can't necessarily say that you know? And I think they're coming to West Virginia's ghost town of Silent Hill by Maine. There's a lot of cool road shots. So then they encounter Sybil Bennett, who just the lesbian potential of this movie. She's on a motorcycle. She's got cute hair, but she's a little concerned with all of this erratic behavior. They meet Cheryl at a gas station and Rose's daughter, Sharon, has these disturbing drawings. And Rose is like, yo, why did you change the pictures? And she's like, I didn't, right? And then that's so rough. Like, she does not remember who did the drawings. And so Rose is hoping they could find a doctor there. So they go to this diner and they try to get some gas. And basically Cheryl is like, yo, you're not going to be able to find it on Silent Hill. Like, the road doesn't go through. And to make matters worse, Rose's card declines. uh, Because, you know, you're just going to... Have all of the problems at this point in time on a road trip because that's what makes movies interesting. So it's very interesting because she tells her daughter not to talk to strangers, but then rolls up the window to the woman cop and is just like not engaging. She's not going to stop because she she knows she has to get to Silent Hill for whatever reason to, to help fix Sharon. And that is often, I think, how most of the games start: is that somebody was felt this compelling need to be in this place, which is very interesting almost like it summons people and rose is just also very distraught because at this point in time she feels like for Sharon to get better she's gonna need to be in the hospital with constant care and medication and she's getting worse every day and i don't know if her husband is as supportive of it like and rose tries to reassure the husband and is like you know i love her as much as i love you i don't remember the acting being stellar in this i think video game acting it's really hard like and i don't even know that the acting is that good in silent hill but it kind of works for a video game because it like puts you on edge like when somebody is not responding realistically you're already like uh wait what but yeah rose refuses to give up on her daughter and the cop is just like yo you're just you cannot go to the silent hill it's closed off like it's not good like i wish you took this advice you know but rose is so desperate she speeds from the cop The, like, rainy bits on the fence are super freaky to me. It's so wild because it's like, don't go here. And there's something totally broken on the bridge. And she's like, that's fine. I'm going. Even though the whole point is for my daughter at less risk. But oops. Forgot. And then it's super, they're super in the dark. And the radio is going crazy. And then she screams. And then there's blood and blackness. And there's a car crash. And ash is falling all around. Oh my gosh. I could write about the poetry of this ash falling from the sky so much like i 100 percent think it's like a nod to like Hiroshima and all the bombings and just like probably what that experience was like and the weird like is it snow does it look like cherry blossoms like just the ash falling from the sky it freaks me out every time also to make matters worse sharon is gone so here rose is it's snowy she's crying for help in this ghost town she's bruised you know welcome to Silent Hill. This outfit with the trench coat is cool. And there's amazing, like, houses. We see, like, Nathan Drugs, like, stuff that I think you could see in the video game. I don't have that much of a photographic memory, my bad. But they see Purby's Pub. And I will say for, like, the look and feel, on that side, these filmmakers, like, really nailed it. Like, they- I mean, and sometimes that's a little bit easy because you have already a frame of reference. I mean, you're creating something new because you've got to figure out how to bring it graphically to real life. But part of Silent Hill is that it's it's not too out of the realm of real life. It's just like some of the creatures and stuff is something. But yeah, there's a lot of just like beautiful shots. They go through like a lot of hallways. They're following this girl that looks like Sharon They open this garage, and there's this broken baby stroller, if that's not a sign. And it's kind of like in the game, too. You would just be, like, discovering these places, getting pieces of the past, and then you'd see, out of the corner of your eye, this girl who looks to be, like, Sharon running away. And so, then Rose is in this dark basement in a narrow hallway, as per scary movie tradition, and she hears the sirens, and... Yeah, all of the buildings have these dirty, filthy walls of just, I guess, being abandoned. The light here is just really cool. And the soundtrack has that rock. It's like, it feels like, oh, these rock songs are familiar, but they're, you can't, like, recognize them, which just, like, puts you in this, like, odd-edge mood. There's a lot of rattling going on, and the trash can bumped, freaked me up. We see, like, that just, everybody's just bloody, like... Everybody's bloody honey. It's just nightmare fuel. So we see this bloody guy with crucifix, weird eyes, the screech ashen thing. It's things crawling towards her, dragging her and moving. Like the way that they move is so wild and haunting. I can't, I don't think I have the words or talent to describe it. Just watch the movie and be terrified for the rest of your life. And like molten lava they disappear. And it, it's just all of this stuff. Like, so she's going, she's seeing, like, a dirty jukebox, bowling alleys, abandoned, burnt down houses, and just constantly feeling, like, on the run from the spookiness of things that are, like, chasing her. And she can find cars on a street like they had lived in, and she goes back, and she can see that the road back is just demolished and, like, insanely wild-looking, just deep and wrecked. And... Then there's this whole rumor that the Dark One has closed the door to Silent Hill, which uh, not a phrase I would uh, like to hear, you know? So she has to beat up this crazy woman who just looks like kind of a fairy tale hag. I don't know if that word is derogatory, so sorry if that's the case. So while she is very terrified of this ragged looking woman, names are not really a thing in this movie. I think it... You'd have to, like, really memorize all the gameplay. But basically, Rose is talking about how she's looking for a daughter. And this hag character is like, you know, lost children all have been deceived. And there's, like, very evil and terrible things are happening to a- to children here. Which is just, like, <laughs> not, a great, not a great place to lose a child and hear that sentence, you know? So the eyes and makeup are just incredible. And then... We see a picture of Sharon with, like, a little bit more of wild hair, and Rose is like, yeah, that's mine. And, and then, as also per scary movie tradition, they're, like, pushing her towards the cliff, and she says, you know, her daughter went into the fire and swallowed her hay, which is just wild, so... Meanwhile, we've got Christopher over here looking for his wife. The accent is so weird, but whatever. I don't think this guy is American, uh, so that was part of the problem. So he asks around, you know, when they say the coal fire is still burning, so that town is closed down and that the fumes will kill you. And I think what also makes Silent Hill work very effectively is that, you know, they have cell phones which can have, like, an element of creep, but they don't have any smartphones. And that, I don't know. I feel like smartphones have not been mastered yet on screen, and they always take me out of a scary movie. I don't really know why. I guess I just feel safe with my smartphone. (laughs) But anyway, so... Rose is, you know, trying to find Sharon because she's lost, and she wants to know that Sharon is okay, and she's feeling like she needs help, and she sees a car, but the car doesn't stop, and then Civil catches up to her and tries to arrest Rose, but Rose is like, listen, like, something weird is happening she's like my daughter sped off she sleepwalks and sybil is also starting to sense it because her walkie-talkie is not working rose is like bleeding on the lip and cheryl is like listen we're just gonna walk and hike back to the station and then a voicemail happens and it's like scratchy and it doesn't make sense and it sounds very very creepy and that's honestly one of my other favorite sound effects of silent hill is the creepy like voicemail thing that they do it's amazing back in reality They figure out that the wife did come through, they found, like, the Ohio license plate, silver car, and they found the vehicle empty, no indication of harm, and they're, like, maybe they're enjoying the weather, which is just, like, what's happening? And they're, like, oh, if you're from a big city, you're probably used to, like, all of these sick problems to the dad, and he's, like, you know, they can snatch boy from a restaurant, and he's, like, I... I don't ever want that to happen again because he was like pairing up with this cop and so here's Sybil and Rosar just kind of in this empty nothingness having just like moments of realization at the vastness of this and realizing that they're just like all of the voicemail all of their phone calls are cut off and there's no idea the phones are kind of going crazy the radio going crazy and ugh, the way these creatures move are so freaky like Their skin, the weird blood acid dripping from them, the way they move from the ribs, like, the acid blood spew that they do is just, like, awful. And poor Rose is, like, handcuffed with enemies. (sighs) Then let's talk about the elementary school because it's, it's very, very terrifying. So there's this, like, symbol on the window of a school, which is never, never great. Always a reminder of the Holocaust among us, unfortunately. And they all talk about like, oh, these are the foes of the righteous condemned. And so there's just blood all over the elementary school, which is terrifying and a sad reality some children have had to witness. And I will say that the school, smart horror, like there is already something horrific about the public school system. So to go into there in horror is just honestly amazing. So they they have like a flashlight to like investigate the darkness of the school. And the flashlight beam is really, really cool. And there's all of these disturbing cult images... At times, it's kind of sepia and, like, colored. And Rose is just starting to be mad at her husband for not coming. And in reality, you know, they're just driving on top of, like, a bunch of family skeletons. I think the one cop, his, like, dad even used to, like, own a barbershop here. And it was just, like, wild. They were, like, it was such a hellish disappearing when this town happened. They couldn't find half of the bodies because I guess they still walk among <laughs> in the hell dimension, which is just great. There's, like, cameras in the bird cages cold memorabilia everywhere the courtyard has some hopscotch and there's just the spookiness of an empty desk and empty classroom you know what i'm saying and just the shots from room to room they really i feel like more so than anything they were like we're just gonna show you this world which is like the coolest part and i would say for one and three you don't care about the characters as much as you do in two because they're very like just stereotypical like I will say in this movie, the town is the main character. And I don't really know if I have a problem with that. And I think there's like part of the stuff where it's like you, you have some of these iconic game shots that I think as a filmmaker, you want to make that excite you. And you can't really change because you feel like the fans are going to want to see them. So they're seeing all these handprints that are recent. And then we learn a little bit about Alyssa, Alyssa Gillespie. So she was a young girl burned as a witch by the brethren the town's fanatical Manchian cult, which is Manchian, if you didn't know, because I didn't know, is a struggle between good and spiritual evil, the good spiritual world of light and evil, the material world of darkness. And basically, oh, yeah, the woman who is kind of the, the haggish woman, her name is Dahlia, and that is Alyssa's birth mother and she is just like an outcast into this society and she's very guilt-ridden over the negligence that led to Alyssa's suffering so we see that kids were throwing paper at poor Alyssa and then she shot back and this bully scene honestly really got to me and then Rose is just like so obsessed with the resemblance of Alyssa to her daughter so she follows into the scary empty bathroom with the girl crying after this and she wants to like help her but then she sees a dead girl and barbed wire and I'm like no I I would be out I just can't and she goes and like looks into her mouth and gets out a piece of paper which is just like uh so terrifying makes my skin crawl talking about it now uh so scary so then we're finding out more about this like skeleton cult guy and then of course they lock the door which is super super scary and she's begging for help banging on the door and all these voices are in prayer there's canaries fluttering and then the the siren comes in and the siren is usually just like all right everything is going to get worse now which is usually how i feel like when sirens pass on my podcast you know anyway so a lot of this like blood oozing and the creatures just like falling apart there's like these walls that look like they have blood cells I'm trying to describe this world but it's like so horrific I feel like I'm doing a terrible job but and like the way that the creatures will like move on the floor like just like through their pelvic bone it's just wild. The wall has this like bile and acid green slime like obviously you could tell the movie's probably firm. I'm gonna say like a 17, 8 year old but I bet you some 13 year olds play this game and I'm assuming just get messed up for life. And the way that these creatures just like scream are awful bats attack these creatures the ground is super hot like not in like a sexy way and like a temperature way you know and they see this scratch drawing of cheryl with her hair really wild and so pale and meanwhile you know her husband and this cop are just like calling their name around in the town where it's it's fine it like it's not as scary as the one that they currently are in and on the floor the blood is like looking like it's like rain splattered. And then Pyramid Head emerges, which is so great. I mean, he, I don't think he was in the first one, but of course you're going to use him because he is a terrifying being. Although he didn't look really scary in the second remaster, I must say. The, The crappy graphics really add to his fear. So yeah, the sharpness of Pyramid Head is just It looks deranged, like it's just awful. And so it's wild that like, so Rose will be running at the same thing in the dark at the same place, same day, same time. And that as her husband, who like is just up there in the, like the reality and they have like gas masks to prevent like them from breathing it in. And her husband weirdly like feels her perfume, but she's not there because she's like in this alternate silent hill dimension and so lots of screaming because pyramid head and of course the the flashlight is flickering and she's just like crying into her flashlight and pyramid head just like drags her which is just i don't want to be dragged by pyramid head ever thank you and there's just spiders rats cockroaches just you know just think of the worst things ever and that's silent hill thankfully the cop gets her she escapes with all but a cut on her cheek and she gets freed from her handcuffs because that made everything worse and the cop is also able to fend off Pyramid Head. Sybil is because of bullets and that's kind of the only thing that hurts Pyramid Head and you have to like Gotta shoot a lot, you know? I think it was like 34 times when what I remember. So oh, then that knife sound, and the large knife coming through the door, very very terrifying. There's like bugs crawling in, you see this like human hand with demented skin. At least the gun wounds, they cause some holes, so that it seems like there's a little bit of hope, maybe, but it's just they're undead, you know? It's just impossible. So there's all of these dead roach bodies, and then things return to slightly more normal, and And Rose is just really shaken up and she doesn't even know where to start, but they decide that, okay, they're going to go to a (laughs) hotel, a more creamy place, yay. And Rose just has to kind of tuck the cop down, who's, like, starting to lose it. And, you know, she's just like, it's going to be okay, but little does she know, little does she know. So, meanwhile... Chris is getting mad. I mean, I think they could have just cut this whole part with the dad because it's really kind of anticlimactic. But I guess they really wanted to show, like, no, this. there are two separate things going on. And in real life, it's fine. But there's a hellish dimension and it was like I don't think we needed it for the movie but here it is for us whether we needed it or not. So basically Chris gets all mad because he's like you know what to this cop I don't think you're telling me everything and the cop is like yeah you know what you're right like the police records we can't even access info on Silent Hill and yeah it's. Because it's haunted, of course. Uh, So then they go to the abandoned hotel where they meet Dahlia. And then we also meet, finally, Anna, who talks about how Dahlia is an outcast and that she deserved to lose her spawn. And Dahlia wants more food and is just panicking about her daughter being all alone. And... And just like, you know, like, have faith. She might survive. So she takes this knife and it's like the elders symbol of unity. There's like kind of more letters about this in the hotel mailbox, which is like what I think the game does. There's like all these messed up paintings and they're trying to figure out like what room number to go into and they break in, even though I feel like everything should be sneaking. But I guess when you get to a point of desperation, you know, and they're finding all these burnt and mildew files and just are gathering them on gillespie where they see a photo of the victim and these dark churches she's got like a very like wednesday adam vibes, and they say that you know they adopted her in toluca country orphanage and they can't find room 111 which is the room that they're hoping to find. And then we've got all this cryptic where it's like, oh yeah, the first beating before the blood and the witch hunters really believed that, you know, they had to hold back the darkness to stop the apocalypse. Seems like you brought it out though. Seems like it didn't work. And of course, Pyramid Head is always just, you know, waiting to, to peek out. So they jump from the hotel to the next building and there's a fire and you can see this girl crying because they literally burn her, um, which is just, can we stop burning women, both metaphorically and physically, things. So there's more of these, like, burnt wheels, and there's just, like, a silence, of course, in Silent Hill, right? It's so on the nose. But there's, like, a silence and strangeness, and I feel like when everybody speaks to each other, the words only sort of mean what they're saying. Like, it's almost as if they're, like, coming from, like, an underwater tin can telephone sort of thing, and- That's, I think, especially prevalent in the second one where everybody feels like they're having a different conversation than the conversation that we're witnessing. So they fall through some debris going after this girl who is crying and looks a lot like her daughter. And Rose, you know, just talks to her in a soothing voice, promises that she's not going to hurt her. And they can't tell if it's Shara or a And you see that she's, like, burning and this, like, weird... Snap happens and their brain is on fire and she's trying to figure out how to get over there. So she swings the rope. I love this like game instruction bit. uh Way more fun in the game, you know. And you can hear like these noises in the car crash and and they're all like, don't say, I think elispy's name because the symbol is sealed, which is this sort of like the symbol is like this Hanukkah meets like a cross. And the crows tend to leave whenever the darkness is coming. And man, they like nailed the sound of the footsteps. And it's so creepy. Meanwhile, in reality, you know, there is no fog in the Silent Hill that Chris is looking at. It There's no creatures. It's just an abandoned place. And the policeman reveals that he himself had lived in Silent Hill once upon a time. And he had saved Alyssa from the fire. And he really wants the dad to end his search, which understandable because like he's not gonna find him so then they are at the church with the creepy graveyard the church is the place that has the siren and when the cult people come all running it is very scary and they're all being like you know don't join the adversary they brought their own hell they could take it with and rose starts to realize you know like y'all you are caught up in your lie because you threw this girl down and she's starting to realize that the girl that she is seeing is dead then they're all mad because everything starts to like darken and they're like oh they brought the darkness here and they're like be careful of what you choose like evil reeks of vengeance and there's some light rain and the steps start to disappear and then blood comes on the steps and there's a scary noise and pyramid head basically flays Anna alive yeah it just rips Anna's intestines out like and it's very like naked and sexual and awful and all of the cult people are just like screaming and yelling and calling them witches for doing this and so they mob them and Sybil tries to like shoot her gun and her little spandex pants and they're just saying you know Anna died because she went against the laws and a devil has to have his feed here we're meeting Chrisabella too who is like the high priestess of everything and sees Sharon as a likeness of Alyssa and believes that Sybil and Rose are witches, so they're trying to get them alone outside of the devil's playground, and they don't feel any responsibility to these two strangers, they're, this is not a welcoming town, you know, And they're like, interloper, you know, outsider, and, you know, their whole life is just, they kneel and pray, and they saw earth and heaven, And now they don't really have any homes because the darkness has come in and take it. And, you know, people who are dead have been both great and small and will be just judged according to their deeds. There seems like a little bit of Christianity in it, but it's not really. They don't really ever go there. They have this, like, book of life. And if your name's not found into it, you know, you have to get thrown into, like, the lake of fire. And they believe it's, like, the Nephilim, which is this, like, the demonic presence like basically mated with humans and produced this like half-breed sort of thing which is okay like I guess maybe but we're gonna judge people like that that feels just like racism y'all and then we kind of see when Sharon was rescued unfortunate or fortunately tucked into bed was like a baby outside of the orphanage and there wasn't really any information on her And Rose is just still processing that Elispie looks exactly like Sharon and that no one can really help. And the cult just kind of admits, you know, like, the story is not hers alone. It's about all of us. And... They're all mad that basically Sheridan's symbol of like breaking and entering and call it assault. And they're saying, you know, they can't go any further. Yeah, these people are absolutely fanatics, like just absolutely brainwashed and loving it. It seems like it. And yeah, this police doesn't, this policeman in the real world doesn't have to see any sense of justice. Like I suspect he knows more, but yeah, that storyline is just kind of not really dug into. So it just kind of reads as like weird because we just don't. We don't know if this cop is in on it or not. It's very, very interesting in that, like, they just didn't, I feel like they could have made that more clear and everything was kept vague, but it's too late now, the movie's out, you know? Yeah, so there's all these bloody hands, all these marred hands. It feels like when they're in these monstrous forms, there's no control. There's all of these candles on the edge, Latin on the wall, and Rose just really loves her daughter and is trying to be a person of faith. But the cult judges all their souls of their history and believes, you know, that faith has never failed them and is kept the hell at bay. And Rose is just like, enough of all of this, like, religious nonsense. It's not going anywhere. She wants to find the demon core. And they're like, that's not going to help us. And you, you can't go down there. And she's like, you think that your faith is protecting you, but I don't know that it is. The coat suits are super weird, but I mean, like, it's just very, very interesting. And of course they'd be weird. This whole thing is insane. And she's like, I, Rose is basically like, I don't really care about the past. I, she has been adopted. I'm her mother now. And they're like, yeah, well, she's lucky to have you. The hotel is really pretty. Architecture, despite all of the blood on the walls... And they're like, all right, good luck to you, Rose, because you're in his domain now. So she starts memorizing the map to the hospital and in B-151, the basement, that is where the darkness lies in the bowels of the building and that the darkness hides behind a face of innocence. And if you have faith, you will only know the truth. And they're like, we'll pray for you, but we don't expect you to turn by. Like, so, (laughs) so kind, so kind. So... That's, like, another thing I think you had to do in the game is, like, memorize how to do this, and Rose is just, at this point, being like, hey, I have to do this, I gotta pry open this door, and they say that the creatures are drawn to light, but if she doesn't have light, she can't be able to see without it so lots of like game aspects here and the cult people are seeing like Alyssa Sybil stays behind to like beat things up and then she gets grabbed from behind and the door closes behind her and so she opens the door and she basically has to take an elevator to hell they do kind of these cuts between you know the fighting and her going into the elevator it is a long elevator and there's a lot of blood from the mouth it looks wreck. And unfortunately for Sybil, two guys club her to death and her blanket's on the ceiling and she dies, which is. that sucks. Yeah, basically the cult bested Sybil because Chris seeing the likeness of Sharon and Alyssa, decreed them as witches and wanted them, wanted the cult, the brethren, to stop them and Sybil just couldn't hold them all off. And poor Rose. Rose ends up getting to the basement. So then we go to the hospital and Rose is just remembering, trying to remember where to turn. I love how all the dead bodies move, like, just so strangely and disturbing. And the nurses are weirdly, like, they're disfigured, but they're sexy. Like, there's lots of tits. Bloody, bloody tits. Like, and, uh, yeah, at this point, she's just, like, she could either have her light or be dead. It's just awful. Like, man, I would just want to go home. But she believes she could do this. Rose is stronger than me. And... She ends up being able to go between them. She has to, like, jump when they pause, and the nurses are just, like, behind her sighing and growling. They have knives, and it's very scary. So then we unlock a flashback of Alyssa's past. We find out that Alyssa was stigmatized by the townspeople for being born out of wedlock even though yeah so basically it's like congrats Rose you're here you did it and your reward is the truth so Alyssa was a good little girl but nobody looked at her way because she didn't have a father like most kids did and Alyssa was very alone in the world. She was sad that they made fun of her. And Dahlia, her mom, didn't help because Chrisabella convinced Dahlia to purify Alyssa, who got raped by a school janitor, which is just like, yeesh, the public school system. And Dahlia loved her baby, and the rest of the family didn't. And it's very weird to think, because it's like, I have a similar story. I wasn't raped by a school janitor, but I was... I was raped several times. I was also born out of wedlock and, like, this would have been... Like, had I lived in this town, I am Melissa, right? Like, I am Sharon. So, So, the ritual takes place in 1974 where Christabella was basically going to burn the sin out of Alyssa, which is just like, okay you're just gonna kill somebody how is that not sinful but uh, who knows so basically chrisa believes you know that the faithful must gather in judgment to get rid of the filth and that as a child Alyssa had weak faith and she has to restore her virtue and they'll have to restore it many times restore the innocence and purity silent hill is a special place for that and so they're talking about how like basically all of these places had clues and that they were trying to fight the sin not the sinner and they're like, you know how that feels, don't you? To, like, lose your little girl. The red hair of Christabella is pretty... It reminds me of Nicole Kidman. There's just something Nicole Kidman vibes going on right now. But anyway, so Christabella claims she knew how to cast out evil, how to cast out the evil god, and to get clarity and praise the innocents. And she was very careful about how she fights evil. And she believed that doing that was roasting her. How awful. It's so sad some people actually think this way. So... All of the town basically turned the back, started to do the ritual, except for Dahlia and the cop that is now above. And poor young Alyssa is swinging in a cage and they start the fire. This is so wrong. This is literally a child and her poor mother is just super broken and she tried to help her, but it's just too late. So they burnt this child, everybody in the town, and it's just... I mean, it's absolutely terrifying to see a child be burned. Like, what is happening? I hate that this is a thing that happens. And the fear and the hurt that Alyssa felt because the ritual ended up going awry, igniting the cold fire seam, and then Alyssa was hospitalized and her soul got split in two from her sheer range. And so one half of her soul is this dark entity, which is the shifting dimension of Silent Hill, and her innocence is... Sharon, who is with Dahlia and about to be captured by the Brotherhood, So basically Alyssa's fear and hurt turn to hate and that hate turned into the world and the hate got so strong. We also see like a cameo of Lisa who is like the hot nurse with the cardian. She was like a bigger part in the game and they kind of erased her from this and I'm not clear why. So Alyssa promised like darkest dreams. She reached basically into the eye of hell had all of these like burn victims the collision transition is really cool. Seeing Lisa like crying and the spirit of Alyssa Uh, the dark spirit is like I can know you're afraid Rose but she promises not to hurt she just needs help and meanwhile I'm over here at the TV screaming to Rose like hey that is not your child do not let the dark part of Alyssa into your soul at least she let the little girl like the little other girl half of her left her goodness to hide in safety and the dark part of Alyssa just convinces Rose because she's like the dreams must end you know and the dreamers with it and that they've lied to like all of these souls and they've denied their own fate because it's the end of the days for them and that Alyssa is the Reaper and the only way for her to be satisfied is for revenge and she chooses Sharon chrisabella meanwhile is burning sybil as a witch and is going to find sharon to try to purify her but the blind conviction is going to repel her and she is denying her fate because she's denying the truth and so Alyssa becomes part of sharon by hugging her and disappears into and then we see like a cutback of like lisa crying blood and the mom struggling like a zombie with this new possession into her and yeah i can't believe american horror story hasn't done a season of this but yeah and i guess it took like three days to rescue the original girl and which is just like oh i can't imagine being like all of that messed up but Crisabella is determined to burn this witch and not let her live because her weakness bears witness and she believes that she's a daughter of a demon and rose is just trying not to be afraid even though her coffin is all bloody and it's just like it's so awful they're gonna burn sharon too again because as if burning the first child worked out so successfully for them Like, I don't understand what is wrong with people. Like, I just, you just get so lost and sometimes. But anyway, like, the poor girl had rape trauma, and they were like, hey, you know what a cure for that is? I'm gonna burn her. This is literally, it is sad. Like, this is an over-dramatization, obviously. Like, I don't think that most people think this insanely in today's with rape culture and everything, but to a degree, it is, like, the poetic version of, like, what it feels like to be a rape survivor in America, I would say. Yeah, I can't even fathom why anybody would do this. It's just not how my mind thinks and there's like some really crazy medieval vibes in this like of just like the way all of the architecture and props are there's like something very like olden days of that which is i'm sure this was like a medieval form of torture of like what people would do and they've got all of this like smell of fire and like even seeing her like skin melt off of her flesh and burn was like terrible like the skin flaking is just awful having a child watch all of this is just terrible and her mom taking her sweet time to get there for real for real like and they're all just trying to make this demon not cross because it is full of treachery and disguise as the innocence and basically yeah just triggering how much this is just all built up on like a rape of another evil but yet the victim is the problem i guess that's like what i'd like to talk about it's just like how the victim blaming is insane it's like This person does a terrible thing, and they're like, Well, why didn't you just prevent the terrible thing from happening? And it's like, Well, if I could have, don't you think I would have? You know, like if I really could have done that, if there was any possible scenario, don't you think somebody would have? Like, you're not a victim willingly. So Rose confronts Christabella and is like, You know what? Don't believe her lies. And she gets smacked and she's like, Tell the truth that there is no apocalypse. You burned in a fire that has started already. You're already damned. And Chris Bella's like, burn her. And she's like, burn me? That's your answer. Burn everything. Whatever you're afraid of, you burn what you can't control, and your fear is controlling you. And Chris Bella denies her guilt, denies any pain. It says that she is sin incarnate and Rose is like, it's you who have sinned. You have darkened the heart of an innocent and you cower in the face of revenge, and she's like, Your fate brings you death alone, and even in limbo, you're not a god here. And that makes Christabella very, very angry, because I guess maybe when you're a high priestess, all you want to do is really be God yourself or feel that way. I could see that being an issue. So then Christabella stabs Rose in the heart, which unleashes. Alyssa from the wound as a disfigured being bound in the hospital band and she falls back. There's like this bloody knife. She is not a nice lady. She's not innocent in my opinion. But yeah, she keeps just crying me, and all of this darkness happens. The mom wakes up, there's these, like, terrible haunting sounds, like, squeals. She feels like she can barely breathe, and she throws her up, and it's, like, this acid black, and the demon takes over to this giant hole, and Krista Ann is, like, feeling scared because she's like, what have you done with this darkness in you? What have you done? And it's, like, basically opens up this portal to hell, and it's, like, they were gonna try to burn Sharon anyway, and it's this beautiful with the, like, red shirt by the painting. It's just a great shot with the music. The lights are super cool. There's all this barbed wire behind her. And yeah, it's just wild that they all watch just while they burn victims. And so the crowd is so big, but she snakes out of where she was pierced and rose and just ends up like slicing all of these people apart. And just this burn corpse like watches. She like spits out all this blood, sick and weird. It, it just like goes through her vagina. It's so like primal and sexual and like messed up and weird like I don't I don't know who came up with this and what they've seen but I hope that they're okay because this is scary so Rose starts killing people and Alyssa's demotic force protects her from harm they hold the knife just like in the game and they're basically becoming in a cage like all wrapped around and I was very scared that th- this like, allowing the spirit to do all of this was gonna end Rose's life, like, but I guess she must be one tough little cookie, and the darkness is just, like, wrapping all of these people up, and the child, like, really has just been, like, poor Sharon has been watching all of this chaos, and so she makes her close her eyes and pretend that it's just, like, a bad dream, and then she ends up, like, passing out, and as the dark side of her comes to a head with the light of her like they become together (sighs) and that girl has one haunted stare i gotta say and they don't take her with the others because she's her mother there's just so much covered in blood because she like ripped apart everybody with barbed wire no big deal very very scary i can only like so bad at like describing the terrible scenes in scary movies because i'm like barely i'm just listening to sounds y'all i cannot Witness such atrocities, you know? Just too much for me. So, a mother is God in the eyes of a child, which that hit me hard. That hit me hard, y'all. That was, nobody needed to write that, and they did, and it'll haunt me forever now. So, this was all like revenge for the way that they treated her for rape. I mean, honestly, I think if all rape victims got to act this out, it probably would feel very small, but also, is it worth all this damage? I don't think so, you know? So, Sharon and Alyssa are now together and they still trust the mom who loves her, kisses her head, and she's asleep, and so they drive the car back. I'm, like, wondering how long it's gonna be till she gets pulled over. You see, like, the bike crash on the road across the bridge, which maybe hints that, like, Sybil died on the way down there and they go to their little white house has this cool architecture and this brilliant light and they come home but there is still this crackling of the phone and they say like the voicemail is gonna be all three of them but when they come home their house is in that fog and they get their old life back but their old life is still back in hell like and then we see like above you know the contrast of their real house where their dad is. And the music just, like, really, it's just so haunting. It's simple, but amazing. I just love it. And here they are in this dimension, like, sad and lonely and empty and kind of moving slightly like a demon. And the dad wakes up in the reality, and they're not there, but the door is open, and the rain is falling, and then it just goes to black. They never escaped Silent Hill. That haunts me forever. Anytime I see ash fall from the sky, which happens when you live in California with all the forest fires, it's haunting, y'all. It's haunting. Yeah, don't ever let a child watch this movie alone. It's very terrifying. I personally didn't come across Silent Hill in my Youth, But I will say because there was a child and assuming like a child actor was exposed to this, it is, I think, important to put into the category of children's media. It's also a game that now that it's becoming like big again, I think could end up in the hands of child. So I think that it was an important episode to have and talk. But yeah, always feel free to talk to me about Silent Hill. My boyfriend is obsessed because I when I heard what my boyfriend was about, I was just like, hey, have you ever heard of Silent Hill? And he was like, no. And I was like, all right, well, here you go. I'm about to ruin your life. And make you a different person, but you're gonna love this because it's just a masterpiece and haunting and hello, here you go. And then he's obsessed. We actually have, I got this from like Mapiful for his birthday, this huge painting of like, I just typed in silent hill and this is the map came up like this and i like zoomed in at a part that i thought was kind of creepy because there's this lake that like literally looks like the body of a person and that hangs in our living room and it's silent hill i should have put our special place also under it to nod to the second one but hey maybe i could do another map but yeah thanks so much for listening to this episode if you'd like to support me feel free to follow me on social medias, donate if you have some. Really appreciate all of your listening. If you have any feedback or suggestions and if you want to give this podcast like a review and stuff, please do that. That would be amazing because I can only get better if you tell me how I can get better, you know? So yeah, thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a good time and I hope you are not trapped in alternate dimensions and see you on the next episode of Is This Really For Kids?